another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I am really pumped on the day after love to be riffing with Sess. We're committed to jumping on the mic every other week because there are too many conversations, too many interesting nuggets that go not shared that need to be shared. So that is the purpose of us jumping on. And this week we riff on love and you will catch us right at the beginning or rather catch me catching Sess off guard as it relates to the topic of love because previously she had a story that said I'm not the expert on love and I don't want to talk about this and yet inspired by an article I read from James Clear there is something to what we love and who we love and to the relationships that are timeless and perhaps less time bound let's call it and how this relates to work in summary and to jump to the end of the podcast if I knew working with the people that I worked with at Lululemon 15 years ago would have given me the opportunities to have the relationships and the life that I have today. Gosh, would I have been more grateful for every day I wore Luan. So without further ado, on the hangover day of Valentine's Day, I bring you a conversation with Sess on love. Oh, I just missed the best one-liner, which was myself informing Sess that I was about to ask her about Valentine's Day and what did you have to say? I said, "Uh uh-oh, are you going to ask me about love? (laughs) And then I tricked her and I hit record immediately because everything else that she was going to say, I needed to be recorded. Sess, why do you say, "Uh uh-oh, we are going to talk about love? You don't even know what we're going to riff on yet. I don't. You had that reaction. So tell us about your reaction. Well, I don't think I'm an expert. So (laughs) I lead my life with intuition. And I think there's so many beautiful experts out there on love. And so I don't know if I have an opinion or something really cool to say about it rather than how I lead my life. I love that because for our friends that are listening now, I'm going to tell you about the podcast the day after Valentine's day, it's February 15th. And the essence of this conversation was what do you love? And the, who do you love can be timeless. It can be time bound, except there are things that we love about people, about our coffee, about our work. And I want to talk about what you love about those different dimensions in your life. And I should preface this with the inspiration coming from a James Clear email of last week, where he spoke about basically the summary of it was that all of the best relationships and projects and things that we pour love into we don't often see results for a very long time. And in fact, many times the relationship or the project will disintegrate before we see the result. And it gave me pause for thought. And I thought, what are the things that we love that really do provide us instant gratification? And what are the things that we love without time bound and that we are willing to stick around to see gratification or glorification out of. 
So we're going to go back because our last podcast about rooms in the house seemed to do really well. So I'm going to start with an icebreaker to kick you off there. And I just want to know the first thing that comes to mind, you answer, and then I'll answer. And we're going to go through the rooms of our house and keep in mind, it's what you love, Sess, what you love. We'll get to the who not yet. Okay. We're going to start in your office. One thing, first thing that comes to mind, what do you love? My candle. My Muji pens. Your bedroom. My art pieces. Mm. Bernie's bed. What about the kitchen? Oh, my juicer. Mm. I was between coffee beans and the plants on my windowsill. Both bring me great joy. What about your garage? Your garage is special. I love the space because we converted it into a yoga studio. So I just love the space. Yeah. My garage is a gym. And what I love, in fact, though, is it's organized. It's very clean. I take great care in the cleanliness of my garage. I love that. One more. What's the favorite room in your house I haven't mentioned yet? Uh, I think this front room, like play living room. What do you love about it? My Sunday's furniture couch. Yes. Movie night couch. Yep. So if I were to think of my front room, I love my blankets. I have many blankets and I always feel wrapped in something cozy in the front, usually with a book, maybe with the fire. Okay. So this was the icebreaker because we need to get our brains to thinking about the things we love. It's like gratitude. It's the chemical reaction. It's, I want to say like a chemical equation to change the chemistry in our brains, to think about things we're grateful for, to think about things we love. And with that, I'm, we're just going to reflect back and say how many of those things feel timeless versus time bound for you. Mm. I mean, I'm going to reflect back when you think about a candle. Yeah. You're going to burn that thing down. When you think about the art in your bedroom, you're going to carry that with you for many years. Mm-hmm. When you think about your yoga shala, you have no end date in mind. Your yoga shala is a structure that exists for us to do yoga in. When you think about your couch, it's there for you. Likewise, when I reflect on this, I think my Muji pens, they die. Bernie's bed in my bedroom. I have a blanket that my Nana knit me when I was 16 years old. Like that is timeless. And so I'm going to ask you the question of what is your relationship with the things that you love Mm -hmm. and their ability to provide you instant gratification? Well, you know what I was just thinking as you mentioned those things so beautifully recapped it is it's not about the thing at all. The candle, it's not about the candle that's currently here. It's about flame. It's about hope. It's about myself grounding. Mm -hmm. Same thing with furniture or paintings. The paintings have motivational words. So Mm -hmm. it's how I feel. It's always the why behind it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's all timeless with Mm -hmm. the couch. It's about the, at the end of the day or being held by something that's so delicious. Mm -hmm. So everything has a purpose and that's why I'm not in fear of this candle burning down. It's more about flame and what the flame means to me. Hmm. We're going to exhale in your beautiful couch from Sunday with a green juice and a lit candle. 
and segue into how does this conversation, how does your relationship with the what impact your relationship with the who? And where in your life do you acknowledge relationships on a instant gratification level versus I'm in this, I'm in this for a longer term. And let's acknowledge it's not just our lovers. It's not just our partners. And it's also not to say that things can't change. So different chapters, different iterations. I just want to know if there's any similar feelings, if there's any relationships in your life that you would elaborate on when you think about not receiving instant gratification and what goes on in your brain and your heart when you consider those. That's so interesting. Okay. If I don't answer your question, please state it again to make sure I answer it. And what this has me think of is, so I've lived in different countries I've moved out of my home early on, lived throughout Canada. So I've had many different communities of friends Mm. and doing different things. I had the artist community and then, you know, the Jewish community and the business community. And so I have great relationships where I love people so much and we don't talk every day and we might not see each other for a decade. Mm -hmm. And in an instant It just comes right back with love, support, and trust. And so it's kind of like this candle, how I'm not in fear of the candle burning out and then me going, oh no, now I need a new candle. So the friendships and the relationships that I have really feel abundant because I'm not afraid of them dying down. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. ever being gone. And I know that if I call upon these relationships that they will be there. Mm -hmm. And in turn, they know that I will be there. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? Yes, it's so <laughs> beautiful. It's so beautiful because it's not transactional. It's not defined by any parameter or boundary. It's called here for life to be in relation and to see how the ebb and flow of life happens. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And it's something we don't often talk about enough. I mean, I have a bit of an allergic reaction to boundaries and I have to be careful to not always talk about this, especially within our programs, because boundaries are important. Absolutely. Boundaries hold space for you to be you. There are containers. Like I really get that boundaries allow us to have a container so that your cup of coffee is in a cup and not a soup bowl. Like you need an espresso cup for your espresso not a soup bowl for your shot of espresso. That's sort of the parallel that I draw with boundaries personally. Yet I want to have really big, wide open fences and just say, let's run free together. And that's what I got from what you just said was let's run free together. I think this is important on the day after Valentine's day to acknowledge that we can love people. We can love things. We can love experiences that are beyond our lovers or our family in really deep, intimate ways. And there's always a few layers beneath them. There's layers beneath the couch, there's layers beneath the candle. And these are relationships that cause us to set flame to our chemistry in the brain, into how we want to live, into how we want to go about the world. Does that make sense, Sess? It does. And you know what I just thought of is I, hold on, let me get this book. 
At the beginning of this podcast, I was like, oh no, love, I'm not an expert here. And I want you to know that I have done a lot of work on loving things in my life, people, places, things. And early on, I did some work around attachment to places and supported people in their goals around, I want to be there. Mm. When I get there, then I will be happy. And what love and goals, how they relate is that we really need to love where we are now, love who we are now, right now, because otherwise we're waiting for something mm. and our relationships will be impacted negatively if we don't start with our center, our core, right? And so people who would travel country to country, place to place would never be satisfied because what they needed to do is just be satisfied with here and now. Mm. So I read this book last year called Attached to go deeper into love. And it is a game changer. And when I say last year, it might've been 2020, the blip year for me. And this was a game changer with things. I used to be attached to things so much that if I didn't wear my bracelets while I was facilitating in you know, Chicago, then the whole session would be off. And my friends would go and run and find my bracelets, right? Until I realized, ah, oh, it's not about the bracelets, What's it about? Exactly. Right. It was about just me being confident and grounded and ready and trusting. Right. And so I learned a long time ago to get things to restore ourselves. And I did that. I did that for a long time to restore myself until I realized, oh, I don't need things anymore. That worked for me and it served me at one point. And now what I need is, is really just to trust and love myself. And if I fail, guess what? I show up and I'm vulnerable and not to have it all written down when I fail. Here's what I'm going to do. It's like I fail and then people get to see that I'm a human being and then I pick myself up. Okay. Well, we could end the podcast right here and mic drop to say this was the longest 15 minutes to get around to saying the most important relationship is with ourselves. It is most important that we love ourselves first. And it's most important that we never, ever forget our humanness and to be a human is to screw up and to be a human is to fail. To be a human is something that I might do. I don't even know I failed you. I don't even know I've screwed up. And how do we create the space to say, Hey, Steph, you screwed up. I want an apology. Please say, sorry, please own this. And what a gift for me to turn around and be like, I screwed up and I'm going to show up again for you. And we know, and we talk about this all the time, which I love so much. It doesn't mean I won't screw up again. I might screw up again. Like what an experiment to be on. And I love that you shared that. We'll make sure that attached is in the show notes. You can always count on Sess to bring a book in. So I'm going to plug two things here. One is Cecily's yoga class. It's Monday mornings, 745 Pacific standard time. It's on zoom, no excuses. It's the perfect kick to the week. And I love it when you randomly pull a book off your shelf and it seems like you've just flipped through and you read us two sentences that we need to hear. And it becomes the red thread for my week all the time. So I just think that's so excellent. And we actually had a client reach out to us this week. And I said to the client, I don't even know what Cecily is going to talk to you about, but I bet she'll pull a book off the shelf and then you'll be so satisfied and your whole Zoom room will be thrilled. And that's literally what I said. And she said, that sounds great. 
<laughs> so talk about being yourself and showing up like just like that. So attached book to read in the show notes. Great. Is there anything else you want to add to that before I tell you about my book? Oh, <laughs> uh, the book is by, I'm just looking at it, Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. So it's a game changer. I think the thing about loving ourselves, there was something that I wanted to share is that, you know, Valentine's Day just happened, like you mentioned, and loving ourselves, we know it, the world knows it. Oh, I should, I get it. Mm. I know it. I know it stems there. So I want you to know that you are smart. We are all smart human beings and we know that we should love ourselves. And what I like to say, and Steph, you and I talk about this often is like, then show it. Mm. If you know it, then show it instead of going to buy someone else a gift on Valentine's Day buy yourself a gift. Mm. What, what do you want? And don't wait for someone else to give it to you. And I feel really strongly about that. Another mic drop. If you know it, then show it. And the same goes for yourself as for other people. If you know, you love your manager at work, then show it. If you know, you love the random stranger, then show it. Yes. If you know it, then show it. You are poming and doing a really good job at it today. What I wanted to share is that last year, despite my crunchiness, the now what book was written and finished and is with our book designer right now. And the first chapter I dedicated to a woman named Carolyn Jellink. She was my first boss. She was the really, the reason I had moved to Vancouver and fast forward to a couple of weeks ago. I met up with Caroline over Zoom. We were in different places and she's about to retire. She's two years away from retirement. And she just said, I needed to reach out because I've known you for more than half of your life. Wow. And I was like, do you realize that everything I do today is because of you? Like she was the one who introduced me to the world of recruiting. I never would have taken one step further if it wasn't for her. And you know, she was like, I've known you for more than half of your life. And I just wanted to reach out and connect and say, hi. And I said to her, wait a minute. Do you know that I spent a year writing a book and the first chapter is about you? Oh my goodness. I hadn't even, (laughs) it didn't even occur to me. And she was so taken aback and it came up for me because you said, if you know it, then show it. And I thought I was showing it in a beautiful way in, in the book. And she didn't even know. And so this is my plug to say, if there's someone who's made a dent in your heart that you truly love, can you please let them know this week and not wait for a book to be published or wait for 20 more years? That sounds so terrible. And the second plug is that this summer there's going to be a book launch party and it might be on zoom and it will be for the now what, and I'm finally really excited about it. And yes, it's taken me a long time and you didn't give up on me. And so there's another group of people called the people that didn't give up on you that need to know you love them. And I think that when we think of these personas and these people in our lives, there might be many of them. It might be one person who has delivered so many of these things for us. And it feels like love can be sometimes flippantly, just like how we started this. She's like, no, Steph, not love. I'm like, in fact, you're all yeah. love. You are yeah. just mic drop after mic drop. <laughs> and so where else do we need to pour out a little bit of love? And it just feels like these are the stories that we capture. And that's why we hit record on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Sess, we finish with our favorite question. Okay. What, what is making your heart beat faster? 
Oh my gosh. Do you hear this pause? I'm like looking around going, well, all of this, this conversation with you, Steph, hmm. being with you, being with the Corker collective, this I'll just say, cause I think I take that for, I don't say it all the time in these podcasts. And I just love the work that we do in the world with people mm-hmm. and each other. You know what? You took it from me and I will be okay with that because I think this <laughs> fourth mic drop that I'm going to say, I'm so grateful for the journey that brought us to today. So to wrap this full circle that the inspiration came from James clear. And he said, there's relationships in your life and you might not know why you have them. And in the moment, I didn't know what being at Lululemon 15 years ago would mean for my life today. And if I knew then, would I be any different now? No, like it was perfect. It it was a great time in life. And to now fast forward and to know who we are, who we get to be. And I'm out in the world and people are like, you're working with Cecily Elmas. And, <laughs> and everyone has stories of like their interactions with you. And of and like, you were just showing up back then. And now I'll never take these moments for granted. And I'm so grateful. And I'm going to put a pin in this to say 10 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, (gasps) what? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm here for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, here's to love show notes below with links to books and perhaps some conversation starters of how you can create more love bombs for yourself or for other people until next week. Bye, Sess. Bye.